Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey guys, welcome back. Going to jump on doing Instagram live for a little bit. Jack, how are you, brother? Tricky, welcome back, mate. Uh, we're going to be recording this on the podcast, guys. Simi, Wombats, how are we? Rico Savi, up the Warriors. Yeah, tough week for the Warriors. Obviously, Roger Tuovasa, Sheck leaving. Very tough week for them. Jacob, Hayden, welcome on, guys. Welcome back. Good to see you all. Roosters have the biggest heart, and that's facts. Yeah, Roosters have been really impressive this year, mate. Uh, what they've managed to achieve has been crazy. Yeah, Wombat's great. Wombat's immortal. Welcome back. Jesse, how are you, mate? Hayden, Robert's got fine. Uh, I haven't had a too too much of a deep dive into James Roberts, to be honest with you, mate. Uh, I'll have to do a bit more research on that one. Johnny Curtis, welcome back, mate. Good to see you again. We'll have to have you on the podcast soon. Uh, what have we got? Do you think Coates should be should do a mid-year trade. Yeah, I think Xavier Coates, I think that for him to arrive down in Melbourne, which he's obviously going there next year, for them to get him this year, that'd be massive. Uh, I believe the Roosters, they've just signed Dale Copley for the rest of the season. A really interesting pick there. I thought they'd go pretty heavy on Xavier Coates, but at the same time, if I'm the Brisbane Broncos, I'd be hesitant to let Xavier Coates go. Uh, they've obviously got Jermaine Osako, and Coates isn't going to be there next year, but you have still got to try and win games this year. In saying that, why not give the guys next year a crack and let them show uh, that they deserved that, that position out on the wing? It's a tough one, but, yeah, if I'm Xavier Coates, I'm going to Brisbane and going, fuck, if you're not playing me, let me go and play somewhere else. Let me potentially go and win a premiership. But I don't think there's much financial gain out of it for the Brisbane Broncos, and I think that's what a lot of it would come down to. Tough situation with Xavier Coates, though. Supercoach, crunch time, baby. Let's go. Yeah, Supercoach365. Yeah, it's getting down there. I'm going like a busted asshole. I hope you're not. But uh, yeah, Supercoach, it's getting grim at the moment, all the injuries and whatnot. It has been wild. Uh, the Olympics have been a good little distraction, but I uh, had a look at my team about 20 minutes ago. Once again, my classic side, and it's just an absolute shit fight. Scotty, welcome back, mate. Good to see you. 
Uh, thoughts on BA still playing over Will Smith? Yeah, it's interesting with Jacob Arthur. Uh, it's funny how quickly people change their minds. I remember when he made his debut and he scored a try and he scored well on Supercoach. Everyone thought he was a gun. Three weeks later, everyone's telling me he's an absolute dud. It's funny how we change our opinions very quickly. But uh, I probably would give Will Smith a go, to be honest with you, mate. I've always been a big fan of Will Smith. I think he's a really handy little footballer. Uh, he has struggled in big moments over the last few years, but... Um, I think they would be a better team right now, Parramatta, with him in the seven. But hopefully they get Mitch Moses back soon. He's definitely their MVP. What else have we got? Thoughts on Roosters potentially loaning to Fua and Dugan. Yeah, I'm hearing that they've got Dale Copley lined up, mate. So um, I would have probably gone for Tafua or Dugan myself. But Copley's played a lot of footy. And, I mean, if you're going to go to any team on the play, play on the wing, probably at the Roosters is a little bit easier than elsewhere. So I have no doubt Copley will do a good job. And I have no doubt Trent Robinson will get the best out of him as well. Is Paul Vaughan a good signing for the Dogs? You know what? I, I, a lot of people have bagged this signing. I reckon it will be good, to be honest with you. I think that Paul Vaughan, he's been so far from his best recently. I think he got really comfortable at the Dragons. I think he's had his pants pulled down. He's been embarrassed. I think he'll be fired up and, and ready to show us uh, the Paul Vaughan that was playing for the Kangaroos a couple of years ago. I like the gamble by the Canterbury Bulldogs. He's a guy that they would have got cheap. He's at absolute rock bottom right now. He's probably got the kick up the arse that he needed realistically. I like the gamble, to be honest with you. I mean, even if Paul Vaughan doesn't play his best footy, if you get him back to 70% of his best, he's a big body that'll be really handy for them. So I like the move by Canterbury, to be honest with you. Thoughts on the Sharks' chances at top six next year? Yeah, I'm a little bit worried about the Sharks, to be honest with you. I know everyone's hyping them up, and the signings have been great. Just positional-wise, I think it's going to be really interesting. They don't have a genuine seven. Uh, Connor Tracy and Trindle, hopefully they can grow into the role. Maybe they can buy someone. I'd be looking at a Luke Brooks or a Mitch Pearce, potentially, for the Cronulla Sharks. But uh, I just worry positional-wise, and I also worry that because they've got Cam McInnes. I don't think they can play him at nine. I think they have to play him at 13. I'm not sure if he's got the attacking game to handle that role at 13, especially when you don't have a halfback. The other thing is I love Craig Fitzgibbon. I've had him on the podcast, champion fellow, but he's coming from a system where he's had Cooper Cronk, Luke Carey, Victor Radley. They've been winning. He's now going to a system with completely new faces, no halfback, no ball playing lock forward. I think it's going to be a big test for Fitzy, who... Let's be honest here, Craig Fitzgibbon, he hasn't been anywhere for the last 20 years except the Roosters where, you know, he's been pretty comfortable the entire time. It's going to be a real test for him. Not saying they can't do well. I just think they're going to be really interesting to watch next year, and I think people are getting a little bit ahead of themselves with the Sharks. And he talks about the Sharks signing a half. Hayden, great question, mate. Not sure. I haven't heard much, to be honest with you, but Brooksy, he's definitely a guy that I would be looking at. You've obviously got Jacko Hastings arriving at the Tigers next year, who I believe will be the seven. I'd be reaching out to Luke Brooks. I think with a change of environment, you could do anything there. Any thoughts on the Raiders half next year? No, I haven't heard anything about Raiders half, but another guy to be coming up will be Mitch Pierce. Another guy will be Luke Brooks as well. So a couple of options there, but... I think if you haven't got one of the halfbacks that have already been available, you, it's probably not ideal realistically. But the Canberra Raiders, they've been in a really awkward situation. Obviously, Georgie Williams leaving halfway through him has really fisted them. I think Sammy Williams is a handy player. I know he's never going to be a superstar or an origin player, but fuck, you could do so much worse than to have Sammy Williams and spend your money elsewhere. But I have no doubt they probably will sign someone else. But I don't think Sam Williams is a terrible option. How do you feel about the mid-late season loans and transfer that are getting around this season? I get they want the best players playing. I think it sort of cheapens the season achievements. Yeah, um, Morgo, welcome back, mate. Yeah, I understand this point of view, and I talked about this the other day. It's becoming more and more of a superstars league. Um, and look, you know, if I was to beat a Pangai Jr., I'm one of my Brisbane. I go to Penrith. That's great for him. 
it just sort of opens a basket case for how many other players are going to do it. I guess it does come to the clubs being able to release them or not, but it does worry me a little bit that this deadline has been pushed back. I think it is just this year because of COVID, but it's got a very NBA sort of feel to me that teams can sort of stack in the back end. I mean, the other thing is that teams can say to players, hey, you know, you come to us, you've got an opportunity to win a premiership here, they can take less money. There's a lot that goes into it. So um, I think there is a dangerous side to it, but I feel like this year is probably the exception not the example when it comes to this sort of stuff with COVID and everything. Uh, with Moylan Hines, Trindle, there is still no halfback for Sharks to be top six. Yeah, I agree, Esmond. I think they are going to struggle for a seven. Some guys they can sign out there. Are the Rabbitohs timing their run to perfection? Dante, good question, mate. I think it's going to be really interesting with South Sydney on the run home. There's going to be a lot of emotion uh, in their game at the back end. You're going to be farewelling Wayne Bennett. You're going to be farewelling Adam Reynolds. There's going to be a lot that's going to go into that. Uh, their defense still needs to be sorted out, mate. They can be as flash as they want in attack. I mean, South Sydney at their very best, I would say their attack potentially could be a touch better than Melbourne or a touch better than Penrith, but they're only going to concede 12 points. South Sydney at the moment, they're not playing a full 80 minutes. They're conceding too many points for me. So it's something they have to turn around very quickly. Guru, mate. Nolan, welcome back, brother. Do you agree with me that the comp is a bit more open than most people project? Regards, Junior <laughs> J and Roosterman. Uh, mate, I don't think the comp is as... I, I think it is pretty... Uh, a cut deal to be honest with you I think that it is a two horse race with the Manly Seagulls thrown in there so a three horse race now essentially I don't think there's any other team that can win it South Sydney on their best day I think can win it but I think defensively there's just so many so many issues there and they're leaking so many points that I think it's going to be tough for them I don't think anyone's beating Melbourne to be honest with you mate I think at the moment they're at about $2.40 personally I think that's probably overs to be honest with you the week of the grand final I think they'll be a $1.30 $1.40 so only injury standing in their way, in my opinion. Uh, other questions, guys? Do you think this is make or break for the Knights? Yeah, it's been, it's been a very disappointing season for the Knights. I think that there's a lot of teams at the bottom of the uh, that are struggling that are very lucky that the top teams are so much better than everyone else. I mean, you look at the Tigers, you look at the Knights. If they're not in the eight, they're not that far out of the eight. They're not as far out of the eight as what they should be for what they've put up this season. But it's such a weird season with the top teams being so successful and essentially only beating each other but knocking over anyone else that it keeps a lot of teams in contention. I mean, I think the Tigers are one win out of the top eight, which, fuck, blew me away when I looked at the ladder. Couldn't believe it. I think the Dragons are still eighth or ninth or whatever it might be, which is just crazy to me. They're so far below the top four teams. It's not even funny to me. Um, top eight for next year for the Dogs. Yeah, I think they've got potential, mate. But I also said that this year, and I was completely wrong. So hard to get a read on Canterbury. The thing is, there's a lot of other really fucking good teams in this competition. So it's hard to predict. Ash Taylor to the Sharks. I wouldn't hate Ash Taylor going there, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm a big fan of Ash Taylor. I always have been. Saw him as a teenager, and I think he was one of the best teenagers I've ever seen. I think he has got ability. Um, just never really been in the right system for me, Ash Taylor. But I don't know if the Sharks is the right system for him. I think you get the best out of Ash Taylor at a Roosters or at a Melbourne, one of these sides. I'm not sure if Cronulla uh, is that sort of a club. Um, thoughts on Copley to Chooks till end of the year? Yeah, I don't mind it, Azza. Um, I mean, I think you could do worse, but I also think you could do better than Copley. So, I, I mean, coming into that system, I'm sure he will do a job and he will be fine. He has played there before as well. I think he's played under Trent Robinson before as well. So, there is that relationship there. Probably makes life a little bit easier. Tigers, Smokies for the top eight. Uh, they might be Smokies for the top eight, mate. I don't think they're going to rustle any feathers once they're in there. Um, as I said, the top teams are so much better 
better than the bottom teams that I think it makes these teams from probably 7th to about 10th look a little bit better than what they are realistically. Will Tanzan make a difference at the Cowboys? I'm not sure, mate. I, I think Chad's been very disappointing recently. When he signed with the Warriors, you all told me that it was ridiculous. It was a crazy, it was a stupid signing. I said the opposite. You guys have been proven to be right. He's been very average since arriving there. Very disappointing. He's obviously had an injury, but outside of that, it's even just the stuff between the ears where Chad has let us down, which was sort of his specialty for a long time. So uh, I'm not sure about Chad up there. I think Tom Dearden's doing a pretty good job, to be honest with you. Lachlan Lewis would be a decent pickup for a team. Yeah, you could do worse than having Lachlan Lewis. Uh, he is unreliable. He's he's a little bit erratic, a little bit rogue as well. Uh, obviously, you had that, uh, that, that thing with Cody Walk the other night, which was just a complete brain explosion. The week before that, I had people messaging me saying, why aren't they re-signing? What's going on? Because he chipped over the top on second tackle and scored. I mean, if that ball would have taken two more bounces and would have gone dead, you'd be calling Lachlan Lewis a moron and saying, why is he in first grade? So it's very delicate. Personally, he's not reliable enough for me to be an NRL half. Tana Boyd would be a good signing somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Tana Boyd, I'm a huge fan of. Uh, I don't think we've seen anywhere near the best out of him. I think if he was to go to another club, he could be really successful. A brilliant running game, but we haven't seen enough of it. Blonde, hey, bro. Hope you're doing well in these times. Thanks, guys. Yeah, same as to everyone else. I've been in ISO for the last 10 days. It has been crazy. So if you know anyone that is in ISO, reach out to them. Make sure they're okay because if you're... If you weren't in a good headspace or you're in a bad relationship or anything like that, ISO would be a nightmare, I'm telling you. Desperate for some daylight. Reckon Manu will go to Warriors, and if so, in the one or the six. Yeah, I reckon he's a good chance to go there. I think it would be a good signing as well. I love Joey Manu. As I always say, though, with him, you see him in little bursts playing fullback. Uh, the toll on his body when he has to play there for over 26 weeks. The other side of that is that the good coaches will get some tape on Joey Manu. They'll start to understand the way he plays and start to be able to pick him apart. It's the advantage of only playing a position occasionally. The coaches don't quite know how to prepare for you. If he's there full-time, by about halfway through the season, you'll see coaches start to work, you know, smarter guys than me start to work out things with Joey Manu. It is a tape league, uh, so you need to be prepared for that. But I think Joey Manu would be good signing, I think. Having a guy like him in the spine for the Warriors would be great to see as well. G'day, Gary. How you going? Connor, mate, very well. I hope you're doing well too, brother. Thank you for your support as always. Joey Manu will stay at the Chooks potentially. We'll see what happens there. Why keep picking Croft over Albert Kelly? Kelly and Gamble do so well together. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand this one either, to be honest with you, mate. Uh, with all due respect to Brody Croft, I just, I've seen him overrun the dummy half about six times in the last three weeks. Just basic things that they're getting wrong. I don't understand what the Broncos are doing at all, to be honest with you. I mean, they've got Katoni Staggs and Isako sitting out there. Whenever they go to them, there's something on. They just keep dropping it off to the back row on about 70% swinging it back to the left. I think they're doing... Other teams favours constantly by the way they play, but uh, these guys know footy better than I do. Brian Toto injured, heartbreaking. Yeah, Supercoach 365, devastating for Brian Toto, devastating for Supercoach fans as well. Uh, obviously a guy that nearly everyone has to trade out now. It looks like he won't be back till NRL finals, so that's uh, burnt bread for us in Supercoach, a trade that I would guess the vast majority of us can't afford. I know that I sure as fuck can't. Cowboys doomed next season. I wouldn't say they're doomed, Zach. Um, I think there is a lot of upside in North Queensland. Very hard to get a read on, though, what's going up there. I, I, I can't even pretend like I've figured them out. Reese will South struggle next year, and will they miss the eight? Yeah, I think they will really struggle next year, mate. They're letting go of a number of key guys, namely Adam Reynolds. Uh, we always talk about Cody Walker, Latrell Mitchell, these superstars. Everything South Sydney do comes off the back 
of Adam Reynolds. His kicking game is the best in the game. I just, I think they're going to miss him so much, the direction that he lays. I mean, you, you can show me highlights of Walker and AJ. You know, every single try they scored, it's unreal. You have a look at who squares up the entire line, who digs into the teeth, whose timing is perfect. Every time it's Adam Reynolds, he's going to be a massive loss for them next year. Haven't even seen South's best day all season. So frustrating, mate. You haven't even seen South's best half, realistically. They can't even put an entire half together at the moment. So if South Sydney can find a way to play 80 minutes of footy, they could be anything, no doubt about it. Is there any chance the Sharks can get Kyle Flanagan? I think there is, mate. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that one does occur. Um, I personally, I think it might be good for Flano to go over to England for a year or two, take the Jackson Hastings path. Their careers have been, they have just followed each other in sync. It is unbelievable. I think it'd be good for him to develop his game over there, get away from all the media that's obviously got it in for him, come back in a few years a bit more mature and handle himself well because there's no doubt he's still got ability. Um, who do thoughts on the Broncos pack next year with Capel being added and Carrigan back. Yeah, I like the Broncos pack, to be honest with you, mate. Um, I think Capel's a really good signing. Paddy Carrigan, I think he's going to be a Queensland representative for the next decade. I'm a big fan of him as well. This Kobe Hetherington, he's really come on as well. He's been great. Uh, if you end up playing Stags at six, personally, I would be looking at Tyson Gamble in the 13, which I think it add a bit of X factor to their side. Payne Haas, um, I think he's the best front rower in the game at the moment. He's been unbelievable. And you can see Payne Haas, he lifts when the Broncos are in the contest, which he hasn't, you know, he hasn't been in the contest much over the last two years, but he's got so much ability and I think he can lead this Broncos team back to where they need to be. Will the Raiders make the finals? Dominic, mate, I've got no idea about the Raiders. I tipped them to make the grand final this year. They came out like an absolute busted. Uh, now they've found a bit of form. I've got no idea what to read into them. But the game last night, the other night against the Parramatta Eels, it looked like the old Canberra Raiders again, the Canberra Raiders we've been used to for the last two or three years. So fingers crossed they have found form again. It's too much of a good squad not to be successful or not to be relevant. And when I look at those teams that are from about 7 to 11 or so that are in contention to make the 8, Canberra Raiders, they are the best team by a country mile. Um, it, it shocks me whenever I see them there. Savage play fullback next year, CNK to centre, but that means Croker, Chris, Tomoko, Rapano. Mate, they've got so many centres in Canberra, it's ridiculous. I remember looking at their pack at the start of the year and thinking, this is the best depth in the NRL. Mate, now their backs, there's so much depth there. Personally, I think Jared Croker. Uh, is starting to drop off pretty heavily. I probably wouldn't be picking him right now. He did have his best game in a while on the weekend, but I still think that holding guys like Chris, Tomoko, uh, Harley Smith-Shields, I think they're making a mistake personally. Guru, who is your team you go for? As I don't really have a team I go for, mate, just a big fan of the game. Um, designing a new artwork tonight. I'll design whoever you decide. Let me know, bro. Oh, blonde.psd. Mate, uh, give us a Victor Radley one, one of my favourites. If you're still watching the live, give us a Victor Radley one. I think that'd be sensational. Uh, when Melbourne let a player go, it means don't sign the player. Broncos signing Croft was a huge mistake. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you can say when Melbourne let a player go, don't sign them. But there are examples of guys leaving Melbourne and getting better. Uh, it's just more more likely that they won't. But I wouldn't make that a blanket rule. I mean, James Maloney left Melbourne. He went on to win a couple of premierships with a couple of sides. Gareth Widdop left there. He was the key guy for the Dragons for a very long time. Um, there's a lot of guys that have left Melbourne and have been successful after. Aiden Guerra is another one. So a number of guys, yes, it is more likely that when they leave Melbourne, they're not going to be as good. But I wouldn't put it as a blanket rule, mate. 
Uh, been noticing from scrums, the attacking halfback put the ball in the scrum, then the second row holds the ball in scrum while halfback runs around as an extra attacker. Should this be allowed? Yeah, I think it should be, mate. That also comes down to the new rule of if you break from the scrum, it's a penalty before the ball comes out. So what teams are doing is holding the ball in the scrum. Your halfback runs around. All of a sudden, you, your second rowers and your front rowers see a player darting out. It sort of takes their attention for a second. They're trying to get a penalty out of that play. Also creates an extra attacker, though. Uh, but I understand where you're coming from because your halfback is your other halfbacks. Obviously, standing on the short side as well, uh, and he has to move around. So, but um, yeah, mate. Personally, the more plays off scrums, the better for me. Um, I was watching an old game from 2005 today, and uh, I was watching Tim Smith for the Eels, and the way that he used to attack off a scrum was unreal. He'd go a two pass wide, and then he'd wrap down the short side again because your entire scrum is still coming across the field. I'd like to see more of it, to be honest with you, mate. Um, should Ash Taylor go to South or Melbourne? I'd love to see him go to one of those, mate, but I'm not sure uh, if either of those clubs would have him have him realistically. I'm not sure if they need him, either of them. South Sydney, I guess you could say they do, but, um, I mean, he comes with a lot of baggage. He potentially comes with bad habits. I know that that's the way Melbourne would look at it anyway. Freddie Fieler, hey, mate, is this your full-time job or is this just a hobby? No, guys, I do this for about two or three days a week. I'm a teacher outside of that, but starting to uh, gather more and more momentum and doing this more days, which is exciting. Thoughts on Bevan French, too skinny for the NRL? Nah, mate, I don't think he's too skinny for the NRL. I think he can come back and be really successful. He's been carving it up over there. Uh, I think the modern game is more suited to him than it ever has been. So I'm not sure where you'd play him. I think he'd be a perfect 14. If you if you bring him on in between the 30th and the 60th minute, I don't want anything to fucking do with Bevan French. That'd be a nightmare. So I think there is still spot for him. Should Broncos re-sign Tessie U? They must have cash if they were chasing Gagai. Yeah, we're hearing that Tessie U will be leaving the Brisbane Broncos, mate. So, uh, interesting interesting one there. I mean, when, when you look at the optics for the Brisbane Broncos, they started the season with Isako as their starting fullback. They thought Reese Walsh wasn't up to it. He's almost played State of Origin now at another club. Um, and now they've got him on the wing and they got Tessie New at fullback as their first choice fullback playing well and they're not going to re-sign him. So um, like a lot of things with Brisbane this year, it hasn't been a great look. Radley, it is, bro. Great live. Thanks, brother. Looking forward to seeing that design. Make sure you DM it to me, brother. I'll post it. Give people a look at your work. Hey, bro, big fan of your work. Thank you, Kobe. Appreciate that, mate. Uh, what did you think of Granville at fullback? I thought he held up. Mate, Zach, I thought Granville was unreal. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Egg on my face. I laughed when I saw the team list. My brother messaged me and said, you know, what's going on here? Is he playing fullback? And I sort of said, nah, he'll play 5-8. Drink water or play 6. Don't worry about it. And, of course, he played fullback. I thought he brained it. Uh, doesn't get much harder than the Melbourne Storm. I thought he held up really well. Apparently, Granville played fullback when he was a bit younger, 10 years ago or so. But he's been a hooker for a long time. So... To step in in the modern game when it's faster than ever against the Melbourne Storm and handle yourself there at fullback. Uh, hats off to uh, Jake Granville there. Very impressive. Uh, what are your thoughts on Isaiah Papali'i? Yeah, Kobe, mate, I'm a big fan of Isaiah Papali'i. Um, I remember seeing him in the preseason. I said to my mates, fuck, how good is this guy going? And we all agreed that there simply wouldn't be a spot for him in the team, though. With Matto, Nathan Brown, Sean Lane, these sort of guys, we just thought, oh, he's not going to get a spot. But he's played so well that Brad Arthur's had no choice but to force him in. I think Parramatta would be in serious trouble if they lost him now, to be honest with you. So very impressive from Isaiah Papali'i. Tessie New would look good in a Roosters jersey. I think most guys would look good in a Roosters jersey if you go for them, mate. Uh, we're hearing that uh, Brandon Smith, he's on the Roosters radar. No shock there whatsoever. So interesting to watch how that plays out. 
Who do you reckon is the best rookie in the NRL right now? Uh, for me, mate, I would probably say Reese Walsh or Sammy Walker. I love Josh Schuster as well, uh, but I think Sam Walker, he's just got something extra. For him to walk into that team and own it and do what he's doing, I know people don't like the Roosters and they like to bag Sam Walker and whatever, but I think he's a class player, mate. I think he's got so much ability. And I was very cautious with him in the preseason. I said, stop hyping him up, stop hyping him up, just let him come in and play footy. But, mate, he's absolutely killed it. Tough as nails as well. You've got to give him credit where credit is due. Tessie New could fill out the center role that the Sharks really need. Yeah, I think Tessie New would be a really good pick for a number of sides. Guys, I find it strange that Brisbane haven't found the money somewhere to re-sign this guy. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. A bit strange one with Tessie New. Think about Paul Vaughan signing the Dogs. The other Bulldogs signing this year. I think they'll be top. Yeah, I think they'll go close to the top eight, mate. Um, but, yeah, it's a tough one. Oh, I backed them to do better than I than, than they did this year as well. So, why don't you support anyone? Baden, mate, just a fan of the game, to be honest with you, brother. I more so support players that I really like over teams. Uh, I think that's going to be the more trend the trend uh, moving forward in the game, realistically. What about RTS on release? Yeah. It's a tough one. I feel sorry uh, for the New Zealand Warriors, but I'm stoked to see RTS chasing his dreams and whatnot. So um, I know that Paul Kent, I think it was Paul Kent, was it? Got a heap of shit for saying that he should have stayed. Uh, I kind of get that side of the argument, but I think you got to look at the bigger picture and what Roger Tilvasashek has been through over the last year or two, how much he's given to our game. Um, yeah, I was talking to Isaac John yesterday, and he put it really well. He said some guys... What do you say? Some guys are, are meant for bigger things in the NRL, and I think Roger, he is one of those guys. Um, I actually, I remember when I was like, oh, when I was like 19 or something, this was 10-odd years ago, I was at Queens Park down in the eastern suburbs, and we were playing touch football, and I looked at the field next to me because these guys were talking about this fella, and there was this skinny kid there jumping up and down, stepping around, going crazy, and they said, oh, this is the kid that the Roosters have brought from New Zealand. Turned out to be Roger. Um a year later, he was winning a premiership. Unbelievable stuff. Thoughts on Reese Walsh? Huge fan of Reese Walsh, mate. Um, I said at the start of the season, I wouldn't be shocked if he gets the jersey over Osako. Um, maybe they should have put me in the building there just quietly. Curtis Scott immediately to the Tigers. I haven't heard that rumor, Mac. Uh, I think that'll be a good one, though. I like Curtis Scott. I think he's got a lot of ability defensively. There are a couple of issues there, but... Uh, yeah, I think that'll be a good signing for the Tigers. If you're about to sign anyone that's off contract this season, who would it be? Uh, to be honest with you, mate, I don't have a Hayden. I don't have a list in front of me of guys that are off contract. Um, just trying to think off the top of my head. It's hard when you do an Instagram live. Uh, if you want to give me some options, though, mate, more than happy to go through those. You can probably find a list for me. Who is currently on the market? The Tigers would dream of signing jeez, uh, oh just about anyone wouldn't they um, I, I don't know how to fix the Tigers I, you know I always get messages saying I hate the Tigers this that I, I don't you know I don't hate the Tigers I just I think that it's very dysfunctional there at the moment but I also don't pretend to know the answers of how to fix them so tough situation how will Storm use Pappy and Hines moving forward yeah this will be interesting Hines and Pappy um. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
I don't know, mate. I think Hines has been playing so well this year. It's going to be really hard to move him out of that spot. But Pappy, before he got injured, was unbelievable as well. Obviously, Clive Churchill medalist too. Uh, he looks a little bit rattled to me at the moment, but he's only had one game back. So we, we know that Hines played off the bench last year. I think it will be similar. I think what you'll start to see is Hines come off the bench in the finals. I think you'll play the last probably 50-odd minutes. Uh, and I think you'll see them sort of play a bit of a split attack. You'll see Munster and Pappy down the left side. And I think you'll see Hughes and Nico Hines sort of attacking down the right side, then both can push through the middle. Uh, it'll be a really dynamic game. They play off about 50%, I reckon. Uh, I, think, I think they'll just get to the middle. They'll split the, the, the defense. And being able to play both sides is going to be lethal. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm no coach, so I don't know how they are going to use these two. That's how I'd be doing it, though, because I think both are too good not to have in the side. Would you prefer a foundation club back in the NRL, e.g. North Sydney, to bring in the new Brisbane team? Oh, I don't want a new team in the competition, to be honest with you, mate. Uh, I don't think we have the depth or the talent. Uh, you're all telling me that you hate you hate the blowouts, you hate what's going on, I'm not watching rugby league anymore. How? Wh- why on earth do you want to bring in new teams and make it even harder? Uh, for me, I think they would keep the comp as it is. Should the Bulldogs look at Havili as their short-term hooker? Potentially, I think you're getting more of the same there, though. I think if Canterbury want to go to the next level, they need to find a proper nine. I'd be ringing Brandon Smith and saying how much, essentially. Uh, Melbourne's best middle rotation, assuming everyone is fit. Off the top of my head, uh, I think I would have uh, Kamakamika coming off the bench. I would have Dale, and I'd probably have Christian Welsh in the front row. I would have Brandon Smith still starting nine with Dale Finucane in the jersey 13. Your edges picked themselves, obviously. And I would keep doing what they're doing. I, I said all season that Harry Grant has to start at hooker. I think I was wrong. I think what they're doing at the moment is sensational. That combination of Brandon Smith playing the first 20 minutes at hooker, going berserk, and then they bring Harry Grant on when everyone's gassed. You bring uh, the cheese off. You bring him back on to play third. I think it's unreal uh, what Melbourne are doing at the moment. Paliasia off contract for Brisbane. Yeah, far out. I I wasn't aware of that. I I think he's one guy that a lot of teams should be looking at. A lot of potential there. I'm a big fan of him. Who you reckon is going to win the National Cup this year? Sorry, mate. Not sure what the National... I I think that's the schoolboy one, but uh, I don't know enough about it, to be honest with you, mate. What outside back do Roosters sign with all the injuries? Mate, apparently they've signed Dale Copley. I'm not sure if he was at Brisbane or the Titans. Not sure which one he was at, but he's the guy they've signed. Is Jake Turpin the long-term nine for Brisbane? If not, who? Yeah, I think Jake Turpin's a really good option to be honest with you mate um i think you could do much worse than him and it's hard to get a good nine nowadays realistically what's your thoughts on beyond Oda? yeah mate the guy that's come off the bench for the canterbury bulldogs i'd never heard of him i'd never seen him but he's done a couple of things over the last few weeks that have really impressed me he looks to be a really talented kid who do you think should play six for the Warriors? Probably not Peter Hicko. Uh, that has really bowled me for 10. I did not expect that. I, I dropped a podcast last week when the news came out that he was coming back saying all my draft players that listen to the podcast, go and grab him because I think there's potential for him to play center. A week later, he's the 5'8 and he's the skipper. I would have never seen it coming. Um, right now, I would still run... You've obviously got CHT coming back next week. I would run him and Nick Arima in the halves and I would have uh, Reese Walsh at fullback. But they've got a couple of options there. Wish Penasini kept his spot for Blake. Eels don't use Blake's speed at all. Blake can't pass either. Only offers off the tap back. Yeah, uh, has been a great few years for him, Blake, mate. As you all know, I'm a huge fan of Penasini. Posted about him the other day. A uh, lot of potential. Hayden, thanks for giving me that list, mate. There, the standout for me straight away is Connor Watson. I think he'd be a sensational signing for a lot of teams. He'd be unreal. So gambling lock, rotate at lock. Uh, I think you mean um, Hetherington. And yes, mate, that's what I would do up there at Brisbane. Yep. Where does Manu play if he goes to the Warriors next year? Uh, I mean, if you're going to 
to sign him, you want to have him in your spine. I think if you're going to pay him a million bucks, you're not going to sit him out in the right edge at centre. So somewhere in the spine for me, mate. Thoughts on Aaron Scoop? Yeah, I've been really impressed with him, mate. He looks really good from the little that I have seen of him. Peter Hicker should be in the centres or the back row. Wouldn't be putting him in the back row. Centre sounds good for me, mate. Uh, sorry, the Titans need a number nine. Who should we go for? Yeah, another team that needs a nine. There's not many good ones around, guys, so it's hard to get one. Another club, if I was the Gold Coast Titans, I'm ringing Brandon Smith's camp and saying, how much, what can we do? Let's make this work. Uh, I think it's another spot where the Titans, like Canterbury, they need a quality nine to go to the next level. Uh, who do you reckon is going to win the World Cup? No idea, to be honest with you, mate. I'd like to think like a Tonga could win it this year. I think that'd be unreal. Or Samoa. I'd love to see a Tonga versus Samoa final. I think that'd be sensational. Uh, obviously, with the Kangaroos pulling out, could be anything. Broncos should look at Savage. I think most clubs should be looking at Savage Macker. I think that'd be a good decision. TPJ in the second row or the front row? Uh, I would be having him in the second row, I think. Uh, but he can handle both. Just sort of depends on the makeup of your team and who else is in your side with him. Coach should be released, yes or no? Yes, I'd be releasing him. If I was Brisbane, I'd be looking to the future. But I understand why they're not. Does Dylan Brown need to step up or doing his job? I think Brownie is doing his job, to be honest with you, mate. You've got to remember, he's very young, Dylan Brown. Um, just just be patient with him. He's going to be a superstar. He's going to be one of the best halves in the game over the next few years, in my opinion. Braley boys have been great this year. Yeah, Hayden, both of the Braley boys have been unreal. I'll be honest with you, I thought Jaden Braley was just a meat and potatoes hooker. I thought he was always just going to be a off-the-deck sort of guy. He's improved out of sight. He's been great. Milford, Taylor, Flanagan, etc. Who is South's best option to play halfback? Benji. I would rather have Benji over all those guys, Morgo, to be honest with you. Uh, but it's sort of a Band-Aid problem, isn't it? It is for 2022, of course, but I think you'd be looking somewhere else. I'm telling you, this Blake Taff, I would be giving him a shot at halfback. I think he really could be anything moving forward. Esmond, you just said best defending halves. Keep an eye on Dylan Brown, mate. In defense, he is unreal. I've been very impressed with him over the last few years in defense. Guys, I'm going to love you and leave you there. Uh, I'm jumping on the weekly rubdown tonight on their podcast, so stay tuned for that over the next few days. I'll be releasing this one on the podcast tomorrow morning, so stay tuned for that, guys. And if you haven't already listened to the Isaac John podcast, we named he named his dream team with me the other day, an unreal chat that I really enjoyed. So go and get stuck into that on the Rugby League Guru podcast. Cheers, guys. Talk to you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.